Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is our major predictions bonus hot takes episode where we get to look like fools uh, six months in advance. And joining me to break it all down, Mark Immelman is here. Mark, welcome. Yes, nice to be with you guys. Looking forward to 2022 already. Can't believe it. I felt like this break was so long after uh, CBS Golf ended, but all of a sudden we're near the end of the thing and the uh, new, new year is in the, around the corner. What's the first CBS event, Tory? Tory Pines, and we finish on a Saturday because that's there's right. AFC football on a Sunday. Mm. That's smart. I think that's smart. Saturday finish at Tory Pines. Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, we are going to wildly speculate about things that we have no idea how they're going to shake out. This is just a perfect little episode. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. And uh, after the year's over, it's always fun to look back and say, could you have, could you possibly have predicted what happened? Uh, and and nothing is quite like 2020. We did this in, if, and I, yeah. I like to think if somebody said there will be no, who's your open champ? There will be no open champions this year. You, you'd be a fool. So um, it, it's really fun to look this far in advance and try to pick some winners. Kyle Porter is here. KP, you have an article up on CBSSports.com right now with your picks if people want to go and check those out. But if this feels just like our chance to pick which, uh, which stud we want in which spot because I can't imagine – although I guess Greg at one point picked Lee Westwood to go to be 100-1 to at the Open Championships. Maybe we can go a little bit further down the board. Well, I think what's interesting is do you know how many years it's been since we had a year in which – there were no uh, like the the guys who won the majors. All of them had it previously won a major. Like the last uh, no no first timer. There were no first timers. I don't know how long it's been. Anybody? Twenty fourteen was the last time. It was Rory twice, uh, Martin Keimer, and Bubba. Bubba won the Masters for the second time, and and every year since then we've had, you know, it, and it, it it's it's hard because it's not like. Hideki Matsuyama is not coming out of nowhere. Obviously, he's an established player, but to pick a Hideki out of the pool of like 40 guys that we're looking at, I mean, I wrote this on CBS. It's like, I don't even know who's going to win when there's three holes left, much less five months in advance of right. a major championship. Yeah. And you can't see any of the recent form coming in. There's totally. no, he's hot right now. So the Hideki Matsuyamas it, um, get a little more prevalent as we get closer and you've yep. seen guys play right Same now. Lottery. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. Right yeah. now it, it's uh, it, it's tough to go that way. But it's fun because it's fun to, it's always fun to, and sometimes even more fun because you have less of an idea to talk about this far into the future. So I think both conversations like the week of and five months before are, uh, they're, they're interesting in different ways, but I think they're both important and, and enjoyable to talk about. Yeah. It's more like 
make a case for a guy instead of like who you actually think is going to mm-hmm. win, which is mm-hmm. which is interesting. Let's jump into this. The first major of the year, no surprise, it is the Masters. This year will be April 7th to the 10th at that golf course that I've heard of. Uh, I believe it's called Augusta National. And Mark, let's jump right into this thing because uh, you have a, a nice little connection to the Masters. Now you get to tell us who's going to win the 2022 version of it. First off, I want to commend you, Rick, because I was listening to a radio show on Sirius XM a couple days ago, and they kept on calling Augusta National Augusta, and Mm. it was grinding my gears like I cannot, I mean, blood was wanting to spout out of my eyes and ears, so it's a good job on you. Um, Me, the thing about Augusta National is there's a nuance to the place, and, and there's there are very few occasions when you have a first-timer win there. I mean, Fuzzy Zealot pops to mind as the first, and I think there was only been one otherwise. And, and it's the go- a golf course you learn, and a golf course you learn to play, and it's a golf course where power is an advantage, but it's not necessarily a separator, um, where, where a great short game is an advantage, but it's not necessarily a separator. you just got to do everything well for the week that you show up there. So there's a lot of emotion and a lot of timing involved. And certain players just seem to play well there because they know the course. But there's one guy who just seems to be going in the right direction to me. He's got the complete game. And he's an emotional sort, but he's sort of riding the emotion in a positive way right now. And I, I feel like John Rahm is going to channel Seve Ballesteros, who he talks about continually. Uh, Jose Maria Olathabal, who's a part of that uh, the, the Masters Club dinner on a Tuesday night. Um, Sergio Garcia, who's also now a Masters champion. And I feel like Ram, where he is at the top of the game, a sense that he's already lining up a Masters run because of not just what his game is, but where his mind is right now. So, so I feel like John Ram has to be the favorite. John Ram, 10 to 1, according to our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook. KP, that sounds like something you might agree with, is it not? I do. Um, different reasons. You know, I, I think that <clears throat> Ram the way he played in 2021 his win total didn't really match up with what his numbers were and that i think course corrects over time i you know it, it's hard to know when and where and how long it'll take for that to course correct but if john ron plays like he did in 2021 again in 2022 I, the safe bet is that he wins more than once and if you look at his recent history at Augusta, four straight top nine finishes, I think, which is kind of quiet, right? We, we don't – if you look at the last four or five years at Augusta, you don't think, oh, I bet John Rahm's been really good there, but he has, even though he hasn't had a real kind of shot on a Sunday that I – or that, that's been memorable where you're like, oh, Rahm is like in this. Um, so put all that together, I think Rahm is kind of an easy like uh, – I guess, bet or whatever to, uh, to get a second major at Augusta this year. Yeah. I kind of like that. Like the, the, the trending towards victory at Augusta national. I kind of picked a similar guy. I went with, uh, Justin Thomas. He's 14 to one currently here, Greg, and just like, he's been on this trend, right? You know, he, we know for like four or five years, he improved his position every year at the masters 2020, he finished fourth. He had that disastrous hole in 2021 on Saturday, uh, where he made triple on, I think it was 13 kind of played himself out of the whole thing in the moment. Still finished T21. I'll take the elite ball striking. Maybe he starts rolling some putts in and he and he wins this thing. I'm going with Justin Thomas at 14 to 1 
to win the Masters. You have chosen um, someone that I think would make this podcast quite quite happy. Yes, um, Justin Thomas's friend, Jordan Spieth. Um, and yeah, there. See, this is a hard one right now because the our recent form for Jordan is the Hero World Challenge, and we're thinking about Jordan coming in last place, playing off the wrong tees. Um, but I, I don't think that's the Jordan we're going to see come April. His ball striking got back on track last year at the Masters. He led the field at Greens Regulation. Um, his ball striking was phenomenal. He came in third place. And it's a golf course where he just understands it. If you if you take out 2020 and 2019 when he wasn't playing very well, um, he wasn't really himself at all. He doesn't have any finish outside the top 11. So he, he understands the golf course on a level that few others do. And when you combine that with his ability with his iron play, uh, a little more room off the tee for him. And I think it also, I think the tee shots at Augusta National help him see the, they, it helps him see the shot he's going to hit, which he needs. It helps him. It's a very visual, artistic kind of golf course. So you got to really see the shots. There's a lot of shape, a lot of movement to the property. And that fits his game so perfectly. So I, I'm, um, I'm thinking Jordan's going to have a great Masters and put on the green jacket. How about uh, Greg dropping greens and regulation stats on us in December, Christmas week? See it. GIRs. I uh, I think yeah. an interesting, an interesting hot take as it relates to Spieth is that he never wins another Masters, and I don't know. I, I think there's a I think there's a really f- like <clears throat> fascinating case to be made there that he doesn't win there again. There is. It feels like it feels like he's already won like three of them, and he, and he's only won one, which is just. It's it's hard to believe, and I do think he'll win more majors, uh, and and could win at Augusta. But I do think there's a really interesting, like hot, kind of semi hot take. Spieth will never win Augusta again after what happened in 2016. You know what? I, I can go there a bit, but I, the one thing about Jordan that to me separates him. You can speak of the iron play because he hits the ball whole high a bunch, but at Augusta National. You always got these big sweeping putts and stuff, and lots five, six, seven feet worth of break at times, and and he just sees that sort of stuff. He he's quite comfortable turning his back on a hole, and and using the wide line because of the imagination. So because of that, I I never really want to write him out, because all I'm related to a golfer who wasn't playing very well coming in, putting well, and found a little something in the putting that week, and it turned into a victory. Um, so I don't want to write out right off Jordan just yet, just because the way he puts those greens over there and the way he sees the lines. The complete opposite style might be Bryson DeChambeau. That, that to me, Greg, is like the most fascinating. Like what is Bryson going to try to do? One, like is he just going to continue to try to bring the course to its knees, which has not particularly worked out, out great for him? But that to me is going to be fascinating when we get – uh, when we get down there for our first major championship is, is Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, it's it's difficult because you're, Bryson tries to, and I admire him for this, he tries to crack the code everywhere he goes. What's the right. what's the key? What's the way to, to beat this golf? How do you unlock this golf course? And I, I worry that Augusta National doesn't have that because it, there's – there's so much unknown with all the elevation change, the importance on distance control, the uh, which uh, is an area he struggles with. Uh, 
the fact that there's no green books that may be overrated. I think Bryson can figure out how to, how to read a green, especially with that much break. Um, but the thing to me is the distance control into the greens has been his weakness so far. And I haven't seen signs that that's going to improve yet. I, th- I think it's really hard to figure out at Augusta with the swirling winds and elevation. Hmm. Our second major championship, the PGA championship will be held May 19th to the 22nd at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, I've got, I've got a guy. I've got a guy for this, but I'm going to save it. KP, uh, please tell us who six months in advance you believe is going to win the PGA championship. Uh, I'm going to go with DJ. DJ gets his third, joins Padraig Harrington, Jordan Spieth with three. Although Spieth wins Augusta, Spieth would have four. Uh, here's the thing with DJ. He gives himself a lot of rips at winning majors. He hasn't converted a ton of them, but Justin Ray had a great stat during Tory last year going into uh, after 54 holes. Do you know how many times DJ had been in the top five on a leaderboard after 54 holes over the last 11 years? So basically since his career started in, uh, 2010. How many times had DJ been in the top five after 54 holes going into the final round? Probably a lot. So what are you, 44 majors about? Uh, yeah, uh, 42, yeah. Well, I would say um, 25. Whew. In the top in the top five? It sounds like or, a lot. Um, you think that's a little – I was thinking about half the time. Well, I thought so it was a lot 22. because Kyle's so 20, bringing 25 it up. is half yeah. of – 25 is too, 25 is too high, 22. 12. 13. Okay. Which is a, a to me, it's, it's a, a ton. ton. It's a ton. Um, it is. It's a quarter. It's a quarter. Once a, quarter a of year. The time you're in contention yeah. all going into the final round. Going into the final round. And he's and and to back that up, he's finished in the top 10 in at least one major in 12 of the last 13 years. So he, he, he just gets himself in the mix. Even last year, he misses the cut at the first two masters PGA. And then he finishes like T six or something like that at, at Royal St. George's at the open championship. So DJ just, I don't know. He's just kind of always lurking around there. And you know, the, the, the renovation at, uh, who was it? Mark Gilhance at, at uh, Southern Hills. I think so. Yeah. It, you know, it, I was reading about that a little bit and it seems like, you know, Southern Hills is a place that, it's so hard for us. But then, you know, last time there's a major there was what, 2008 when Tiger won? And he shoots six. Was it 2007? He shoots 63 on, I think it was Friday. And so it's just, it it became a place that those guys could just go get. And I think you're going to see a little bit, it's not going to be Oakmont, but it's going to be, it's going to be harder. And I think that just that plays to somebody like DJ. It's to his advantage when courses get harder like that. So, uh, yeah, I like DJ to win the PGA at Southern Hills. 2007 uh, that we're Woody referencing Austin. here is, yeah, Tiger Woods, two shots clear of Woody Austin, three shots clear of Ernie Els uh, for to win that one. Trevor Immelman, T6 that week. He's always made the. He's made the Wikipedia page. Mark, uh, you and I have chosen the same golfer. He is yeah. 20 to 1, and uh, this would be a first-timer if he's able to get the job done. Who is it? Mm, I think a lot of conspiring circumstances here that are 
lending themselves to Victor Hovland playing well. First off, um, Southern Hills, when Tiger blitzed the place there in the summertime, it was hot as a rip and the golf course was soft as heck because of summertime storms there in Oklahoma. Um, but largely that place is a header's golf course. I mean, you go through some of the folks that have that, that have won around there, um, Hubert Green, uh, Retief Gerson, Tiger, obviously. It, it's a real ball striker sort of a place. And so for me, I, I just think Hovland, the way he hits it, the way he, he plays, the way he drives the golf ball, it's going to be a more difficult golf course. And there's always a premium there on on putting the ball in play. Uh, I feel like a guy who's now spent how many years in Oklahoma, he gets it. And, and in an early part, the early part of the year, the weather could be kind of funky too. So I think everything is sort of trending towards Hovland, and he just seems to be kind of easing his way along. I wouldn't call him a steamroller right now, but every time he plays, you, his name pops up in contention, and he's pulled off a few victories. And I think by the time Southern Hills rolls around, he might have another underneath the belt. And whatever that number is that he is right now, I guarantee you that's going to be changing and going in, in, in the wrong direction for all betters. So I'd, I'd sign up for Hovland now because I feel like he's going to play well there. 20 to 1 is that number. I've got, mm-hmm. I can empty the clip on, on Victor stats, KP. What, what were you going to? Well, I was just going to add, like, I mean, according to Data Golf, Victor Hovland and John Rahm are the two best ball strikers in the world. Yeah. So that's, I got it. I got it right here. So Victor played, um, he played exactly 100 rounds in 2021. So if you put everybody in the last 100 rounds, Morikawa, uh, best ball striker in, in the last 100, Rom two, Connors, Victor Hovland, four. And I want to talk to that ball striking thing too. There's one I'm remiss to forget because he's like a mentor and a good friend of mine. Nick Price won a PGA championship there. And Ray Floyd has won as well. I mean, these guys around that golf course, it speaks to what's required at Southern Hills. And Hovland just fits the mold, man. He fits the mold. I think the Rick, I'm interested to hear your take on this. I think the concern about him, I was when I was going back through the entire year, sometimes Hovland at majors. Yeah. He he's aggressive and it it can you know, at a regular tour event, being aggressive can result in a bogey. At a major, it can can turn into a triple, right? And I think that's the concern with him, is like how do you maintain that aggression, but then also have the wisdom. I mean, it's the Padraig Harrington quote, like have the wisdom to pick your spots and not get out over your skis to where you turn what should be a a bogey or a double into a triple or a quad and kind of kick the tournament away. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because he's made, he's made big numbers. And, and unfortunately when he is aggressive and it doesn't work, it puts him in a situation where the weakest part of his game shows up, which is generally like around the greens, right? Which is, which is, that's tough, but I will say this: um, he's very, he's very good consistently, like round over round. So those 100 rounds he played, gained strokes in 78 of them, 78. Yeah. percent John Rahm was the only guy who gained strokes in a larger percentage of his of, of his rounds in 2021. So there's big numbers lurking out there for him, but he he's generally a very above average golfer. And this is something that the statistics won't list. He, Victor Hovland is a quick study. I mean, I've I've watched him when he came out. I've watched him as he's made his way on his first year on tour and now where he is right now. The guy's game is different. He went and completely retooled his short his pitching action around the greens and did so now and whenever he hits chip shots, there's not that oh my gosh is it going to work thing. I've watched him hit wedges off tight lies and go, "Wow, this guy is a completely different player to who he was. So 
all that stuff, yeah, I think it's fine. Kyle, I would happily lay that Arnold Palmer spike bet on my Hovland versus your DJ at the PGA. You want to ride? What, what's the bet? I don't. What's the bet? <laughs> low guy, low guy. Your your Johnson versus my Hovland. Mm, like, can I make it not in December? No, I make it now. We this is mm. what we're doing, aren't we? No, don't you owe me? I'm not. I don't make bets That's with people. Saying, who double nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm or nothing. Yeah, the Arnold Palmer spike. We're going to keep doubling it until JT wins 25 events. <laughs> that was not happening. Come take the bet. Now you got to pay me first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stick, sticking oh, to the principle. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And what? By the way, what you're saying, the statistics do show that he's improved year over year in uh, in his short game. I mean, it was not good coming out, and. He said, I'm going to work on it. And he did. And it showed up. And uh, yeah, he, he is. He's going to be, I think, like the most popular, uh, like hasn't won a major before pick f- from everybody to win a major in 2022. I had a Dustin Johnson stat, too. Um, oh, 2021 was his best putting year ever. That's kind of interesting, we, isn't it? We have to stop with with people saying, oh, he's, you know, if he could putt, it's like he's, I know. <laughs> he's a really good putter. That's that basically is. that's how I stumbled on that is I was like, this guy stinks. I bet you it's just the putter. And I went and looked it up. I was like, nope, it's not. <laughs> yeah. That's, he, that's, that's yeah. And he's had, yeah, he's had a, a few really good years over the last five or six with, with, uh, he's become like a top 30 or 40 guy on tour and, and putting. Well, he uses the you know the silver one from Taylor. The May silver, Donald. the silver putter, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, Dustin Johnson fourteen to one for Kyle. Mark and I have gone with Victor Hovland twenty to one. Greg, your his name's pick, come up a couple of times. I'm oh, sorry. It, Go it, that's okay. It has come up a couple of times. Uh, he's very good at golf. Who is it? The best player in the world, John Rahm. Um, now, I I do think. A lot of the points that you guys have made support my ROM pick. Um, so I understand and I like where you're all coming from with Hovland and DJ. Uh, I really like it because I, I think the analysis is correct. The US, the, the Southern Hills, although this is a PGA championship, will be more reminiscent of past US Opens Open there, in, there my in my opinion, opinion. than uh, – than, PGAs because the PGA as Mark mentioned was so hot when it was in August and it's a different it's a completely different ball game in May I expect it to be a little firmer a little faster and play much more challenging and that just benefits John Rahm to me I, I just think that makes a it gives John Rahm a huge advantage because as as long as he is off the tee he's incredibly accurate and and he's an incredibly good iron player and then when you get to the short game where victor hovland's improving which i like it's great he's improving but that's john rom's strength it's it's a, he's a, a savant around the greens and he doesn't have to worry about it so every part of his game is so secure i feel like at, at a place like southern hills it's a perfect venue for him it asks it's a complete test of your game um and and I think I think that means you're going to see the best player in the world win in John Rahm. How about the run of PGA winners we've had? JT Brooks Brooks, Morikawa Phil. Pretty good. It's pretty yeah. awesome. I'll yeah. How far? How far? It would fit. Here's a warm up question for trivia, KP. Something will come out later in the week. 
How many miles from Stillwater, where Victor Hovland resides, to Tulsa, Oklahoma? So I made this. I made this drive a bunch because my sister played soccer at uh, at Oral Roberts while I was at Oklahoma State. Okay, so you should know. Uh, I think it's uh, it's like seventy. So it depends which route you go. Bunch. If you take what? if you take US four twelve west, it's seventy point two. Yeah, but there's a shorter way on the fifty one. 62.8 according to google maps but i guess i trust yeah, you because you've actually driven it and i am yeah, googling it 51 is you don't want to take that that's there you go. It, it'll take you longer even though it's shorter you see rick that's the insider knowledge yeah, versus know. statistics <laughs> argument over there that cal's just shared yeah he's like got the inside info you know playing golf in a spreadsheet versus uh watching it uh in front of your own eyeballs u.s open at the country club, which Greg, um, if you're, if it's just called the country club, like that's, awesome. that's like pretty next level, right? Yeah. Well, you better not be a new club and name yourself <laughs> that, right? If you're yeah. like the first country club, it makes a ton of sense. So that um, they're, they're one of the, the country club is one of the uh, USGA founding clubs, which is pretty cool. Um, and so there's a ton of history. And of course, Francis Wimette in 1913, that victory at the U.S. Open is the most famous. They have had some other events there. Um, the USAM was there in, is it 2013? Matt Fitzpatrick won. 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 Yeah. Oh, there you go. Fitzy. Um, More so the, warm up. Yeah. Yeah. I was clearly looking at the wrong Wikipedia pages today. <laughs> uh, so... Um, but, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing there. Hey, quickly, Greg, you, you guys and your team, no putts. Who won yeah. the USM at Southern Hills? There's some trivia for you. Uh, ben on. Ben on. Ben on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think, I think every time we mention the country club, we're contractually obligated to mention, uh, the entire U S Ryder cup team stepping in Jose Maria Olathebel's line in 1999. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, a little dice. More than the team. I mean, the caddies, the wives, the whole lot. Hey, I think they just dug a it. trench. I think they <laughs> dug a trench between his between his putt and the and the cup there. Yeah. A uh, uh, little dicey. January 14th, 1882. That is when a, quote, group of men from Boston met to form the club. That's how old we're talking here. And do we know anything? Pretty. It's like. Uh, some some initial research that I've seen uh, seems like very small greens, kind of like a very claustrophobic type, yeah, situation. Is that right? Yes. No file. You better hit it straight. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Greg, let's just let's just stay here right with you. The U.S. Open, uh, your pick to win and become victorious at the Country Club. May not seem like the the venue type. Um, based on the small greens and the, the small, the narrow golf course, but I'm going to go with Brooks Kepka. Um, and again, he plays these difficult golf courses really well too. And I couldn't really decide if I thought he'd win a PGA or a U.S. open. And I thought Rom might be a slightly better fit at Southern Hills. So I, I think Kepka can win at the country club. Now, he has a short game that tends to show up in majors, although it's not phenomenal. It's not a strength of his. His iron play is what really is uh, the strongest area of his game, especially when he's winning. And when he plays really well, I think back to Beth Page in 2019, 
he he ran away with it uh, approaching the green. And he was he led the field in strokes gained approach. So it's a really important aspect. It'll be important at the country club, short game will too, scrambling will too with the small greens. Um, but but you think about U.S. Open rough. You think about the strength required, uh, the narrowness of fairways. I, I trust Brooks Kepka on a on a difficult golf course like that. Obviously, different golf courses. But in his last seven U.S. Opens, I need to remind you that Brooks Kepka has five top five finishes, five out of seven. Yeah. Also, a couple of uh, victories in there along the way as well. Uh, KP, you also have gone with Brooksy, the real one. The real Brooksy. Yeah, the true true and greater Brooksy. I mean, same. You know, I think it's interesting. If you look at his last three U.S. Opens, he's lost to four guys. He lost to one guy at Pebble and three guys at Torrey, I think is it. That's it. Wait, is that? I think his last four U.S. Opens. Well, Wingfoot, Wingfoot was in between, but he he didn't, didn't play. He didn't play, right? So right. he wins so Aaron right Hills. On. He wins Aaron Hills. He wins Shinnecock. He loses to Woodland, and then he loses to uh, Rom Ustazen and Harris English at Torrey. Yeah. yeah. So he's lost to four guys in his last four U.S. Opens, and so. those are all very different courses. It's not just like you know these. Yeah. It's not just like going to Bethpage and winning the PGA where only five guys can win it. It's going to a, a kind of a different place like Aaron Hills. Shinnecock is very different than Torrey, which is different than Pebble. So he kind of does it every way imaginable at U.S. I, I just think at this point, if you're not betting on Brooks to, to win the U.S. Open, what what are you like? What are you, what are you doing? And I finally came around to that after you know four years of it last year at, at, uh, at Torrey. And again, he went out and finished in the top five. So he he's just been so unbelievable at majors in general. Eight eight top tens in his last ten starts, uh, or last eleven starts, maybe nine would, out of eleven, whatever it would is. Would you say the U.S. Opens his best major? For sure. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I would agree. Um, and so yeah, I, I, for all those reasons, I would I have to go with him. Fourteen to one over at Caesars. Mark, your pick is also fourteen to one, and he's. I narrowed mine down to, to, to the guy I ended up picking and your guy. So we are, we are very much in line with this. Your pick to win uh, this year's U.S. Open would, um, would create a, probably a pretty historical situation. Yeah, I didn't go and look at rickrungood.com to get this information. I just I looked through previous champions there. You guys listed Fitzpatrick, and he beat Ollie Goss in the final, and a young Australian guy who could absolutely whip it. Kelly Keeney's won a, a U.S. Women's Am there, and she hit it short accurately. Curtis Strange and Nick Felder win a playoff in the U.S. Open. So it's the kind of place that I think it's going to play not very much more than 7,000, maybe 7,100 yards. So you got to play out of the fairway. And the the golfer that Colin Marikawa has become, he's a guy for all seasons. He, he's won in California. He's won over in England. He's won in altitude. He's won down in South Florida. So he's, he's shown that his game travels. And I've got no doubt whatsoever that his game will travel to a place like Brookline up in the Northeast because the one thing he does wherever he goes is he puts the ball in play off the tee and then he hits the ball pretty well with his irons and so he's going to find a whole bunch of greens and stuff around there. And, you know, to me, the U.S. Open has always been sort of the war of attrition. You know, even though the last few events, um, the you know, with Brooks playing, he sort of made it more of a behemoth sort of thing as Bryson DeChambeau did. 
But those were big, big golf courses in Torrey and Wingfoot and those sorts of places. Brookline's not that. So I'm firmly on board with Morikawa getting his third and then looking for just one more in the career Grand Slam. He might have it by then. Maybe he just wins at, uh, at Augusta National yeah. and then he wins at Brooks. Maybe it's over. But yeah, if, if none if of us picked him, so that's not going to happen. It can't happen. If this comes true, we'd have Morikawa would have three of the four knocked out by the time he's, I mean, how old is he? 24, 5? He'll be 25 in February. I got I got a stat for you here. You ready for this? Yes. Yeah, stay with me for a second. So I went back and calculated because I don't have anything else to do, but be on Wikipedia. I went back to 2000 and looked at every 54 hole uh, like leaderboard at majors. Why? <laughs> because this is this. I mean, because we got trivia coming up here. In a few uh, days. Good, yeah, good point. I might do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. And uh, so that's 87 events. So I looked at every 54 hole lead, and I said, okay, who 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 like had a real shot mm-hmm. going into the final round? Because I think that like that's 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 what those guys are trying to do, right? That they, they're winning is very like luck and arbitrary. Like it it. it so many factors go into it. You just want to have a shot going into the final round after 54 holes. So this is how I defined it. If you are within five with fewer than five guys in front of you or within four with fewer than six guys in front of you or within three with fewer than seven guys in front of you or obviously like within two, one or leading. Does that make sense? And you wrote a book. Holy cow, bro. Have you got like 27 hours in a day? No, this is just this is this is what I do. This is what I love. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. So basically, the further back you are, depends on how many people are in front of you, uh, yeah. whether you are in in contention or not. So if you're if you're five back, but there's ten people in front of you, that's not like Doesn't a count. real. That's not a okay. shot. Like you All you right. don't you don't have any shot there. So that definition can be amended. There's only like four or five guys that have won from like not within that. It was Webb at uh, Olympic. It was uh, L's at Royal Lytham. It was, I don't know, a couple others that I can't. Uh, it was uh, uh, one of Padraig Harrington's Angel Cabrera at Oakmont was like six back with eight guys in front of him or something crazy. Um, so all that to say, like the guys that have had the highest conversion rate of like they, they had a real shot and then they converted. Uh, Morikawa is 100%. He's two for two. He's only had two real shots and he converted both of them. PGA, he was like three back with, I don't know, a couple guys in front of him. And then the open championship, he was, I think, one back with one guy in front of him. Um, so he's two for two. And the point that I'm making there is like, you can't maintain, like, he's going to be in it at other major championships and not convert. So he's not going to be eight for eight or whatever. By the way, Tiger in that time span, so since 2000. Oh, no. You care to guess what he is? How many uh, real, sh- how many, like by my definition, how many shots he had and how many he won? So, what, what's the time frame? Since 2000? Since 2000. Yeah, but what's a lot his- of, but most of those, he, most of his wins, he was leading after 54 holes. Yes. Yeah. So he gets credit for so those, though, too. All, right? all but one. 19. Yeah, he gets. Yeah, he gets credit for those too, obviously, because he's. I mean, if you're leading, you have a you have a real shot. So since 2000, um, how many times has he been in that situation? Probably forty. 
80, 87 total events. So 40? 40, yeah. So I have him as 13 for 26. So half the time that he's like in, like really wow. in it going into the final round, he wins it. And some of that is like out of your control. Like somebody goes out and shoots 66 from out in front. You can't catch them. But I think it, I think it paints a picture of like, again, like you're, 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 you're one of the six guys on Sunday that can win it. Like Rom, a good example is Rom at Tory. He's three back with only four guys in front of him. He's in it. Like he, he has a real shot and he goes out and converts it at the very end. And Tiger in that time span, 13 for 26. Uh, Phil Mickelson, six for 20, which was pretty good also. Uh, Spieth is four for 10. Rory's four for nine. Rory hasn't really been in that, like really had a shot at that many majors and he's converted a lot of them. So anyway, I'm going to write that article later on. I thought it was interesting that Morikawa is kind of the overall leader of being two for two in, in the last 20 years. 14 to one to win the U.S. Open. I went with Jordan Spieth. Not all, I, I thought I thought it goes like this. I, everything I hear, these super small greens, Greg, where I almost have, was having flashbacks to winged foot, which is like when you when you make everybody play out of the rough, Bryson wins. When you make everybody play from greenside, Jordan Spieth wins. Now, I don't know how comfortable I feel with that because the the other scenario might be uh, Morikawa just never misses a green and he wins this. But that was kind of the way that I bounced back and forth on these two. I really like it. The other guy that would come to mind would be Patrick Reed, um, mm. which is kind of what has happened at Torrey Pines a little earlier in the year than the U.S. Open. So I, I love that Jordan Spieth option. It's a really, really good idea. 20 to 1 Jordan Spieth. The Open Championship, Mark, will start here with you. The Open Championship will be played at, of course, St. Andrews, July 14th to the 17th. And uh, please – ooh. Oh, I like this. This is interesting. Mark, who have you chosen to win the Open Championship? That golf course loves a big high draw. Uh, oh. The way the golf course travels out and then it travels back in, all the holes run adjacent to each other, and you've got those huge greens. 14 of the 18 are double greens, so that shows you how the golf course runs. And if you're going to miss, all the bunkering is sort of down the middle of the golf course. And if you're going to miss, Tiger's shown it, John Daly's shown it. You just bash the thing over the top of the bunkers. It's the easy line. You're playing almost out of the other fairways at times. And then from there, you can play some offense to those big greens. I've watched him in like howling wind there before shoot 63. He was out in the morning at the Dunhill Lynx, I think it was. I was with a golfer in the afternoon, and we got there, and McElroy shot 63. And I was like, holy cow, what golf course is he playing, even though it's short? And just the way he drives it. He's mojo around there. He's won an open before. And it's the kind of place where if you get rolling the way those holes set up, like one, two, three, four, uh, and then there's five you can take advantage of. Then you turn the corner, the loop, they call it. It's the par three. Nine is drivable for him. Ten, you can drive it close to the green. I just feel like if he comes in there with any sort of confidence, the way he drives it, uh, Rory gets his second claret jug. Rory McIlroy, 12 to 1 at Caesars, uh, won twice in 2021, right? Wells Fargo CJ Cup. I'm not missing anything. That's right. Right? Yeah. That's, and, that's and, right. And I've got to say, Rick, you and I were both there for that CJ Cup. It was a different looking Rory that I saw playing yeah. and the different Rory that I spoke to before he played. He just seemed like he kind of knew where he was going and there was a quiet confidence about him and a real conviction. And, and there's nothing like a golfer who believes in what they're doing. 
Um, even if it's the wrong thing, if they believe that they're doing the right thing, these guys are going to find a way. And and Rory looked like for the first time in a while, all of that sort of I'm undecisive about what I'm doing thing had gone away. And he showed it with the way he played out there. And he's got something going with the putter too, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, he does. I wish that I, I, I will regret saying this and I don't want to say it, but 2021 was the first time where I was kind of like, I don't really... I, I, I can't go into majors with any expectations for Rory anymore. I mean, he's just been, he's been a non-factor for the last eight years. And I mean, listen, like you guys have read and listened to me. I, I hope he wins all four in 2022, but I just, I don't really believe I, I I'm not going into any of the majors in 2022, really believing that Rory's going to win them. I hope he wins St. Andrews by 10, but I, he, to me with him at majors, it's more mental than physical. And you have to, I have to, I just, it's a little bit of like, you got to kind of prove it a little bit before I really trust that it's going to work out at a major. Who did you pick Kyle? I picked Jordan Spieth. Mm. Speaking of people that are difficult to trust. (laughs) That'll be fun. (laughs) You just shot a big hole in your entire argument. Although it did Uh, sound very good. So Spieth, but he's been a factor. Yeah, I think Spieth is. So it it really hit me this year. I don't think, and this is what I was alluding to earlier with Greg. We've always, or I've always thought, and I think a lot of people have thought, like Spieth and Augusta, Spieth and Augusta, Spieth and Augusta. Like that's his, that's his domain, that's his domain, right? Like that's where he is, like the king. And he's played well there. Obviously, I think it's actually the Open Championship that like brings his best stuff out. I mean, if you look at his finishes, even when he was like just horrible, just had no game, he finished, he's in the final pairing in 2018 when uh, at Carnoustie with, with Xander, uh, when, when Francesco Molinari won, he finishes T20 in 2019 at Port Rush. He had nothing, no game that year. And he finishes T20. He just, he's so creative and so smart. And so like, uh, he, he, the open helps him forget about everything that's all the insane things that are going on in his head yep. and just go play golf. And I think you saw that at, uh, at Royal St. George's this year, he didn't end up winning, but uh, he was really in it for such a long time. And he almost won St. Andrews in 2015 missed out on, on the three-way playoff Ugh, by brutal. a stroke. I hit that horrible drive on 18 after bogeying the road hole in the final round. So I've got Spieth winning. What would be uh, his fourth major championship? Fourth major championship on the books for uh, Jordan Spieth coming up this year. Mark, I think I got to get you out of here. Is that correct? Yes, uh, I got to hustle. I'm sorry, guys. Thanks, Mark. That's fine. Thanks, Mark. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. We will catch you next time. Thank you very much. Um, Greg, I'm going with the uh, first timers here, right? Kyle gave us a great stat about we're going to get some first time major, major winners. Uh, Victor makes my PGA championship card. Xander Shoffley, same price, 20 to one at the open championship all around solid guy. I just, I just think we are like, there's so much pressure here, right? Like, like there's going to be like Xander's got to win more. Right. And, and when I put win in quotations, because it's really weird how we count these, but like, He's too good. Like, this is coming. This is coming. Yeah, you'd think. Uh, I would say 
in December, I'd give Xander a better edge at the country club rather mm-hmm. than the open personally, but the opens, both of the opens, the U S open and the open have been very good to him. He's, he yeah. is, uh, played really well there. So, uh, you're never going to get, I'm never going to argue a Xander pick in December. I, he's phenomenal. He could win any, he could win any event on tour this year that he plays in. Rick, do you view him the way that we kind of view Cantlay now where it's like the wins haven't, haven't, uh, matched up with what you see and with what his numbers show. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, that's it, exactly right. And Cantlay got the benefit of probably a win and a half and Xander with the Olympics and the tour championship that he didn't win, but had the best score. That's like, that's like a, a shot and a half or two victories, you know, off his record. So yeah, it's, it's, it's the opposite of Cantlay. They're there. Uh, who ends their career with more majors out of those two? Ooh. I think it's Sander. I do too. Right? It's pretty his close. performance in majors has been a lot better than Cantley's. It has. Yeah, and I think yeah. when you factor in their injury history, mm. it's I think Xander's safer, the safer bet. I mean, he could have if he makes if he birdies sixteen at Augusta this year. Who knows? I mean, who, yeah, who can say? Uh, <laughs> Always a fun yeah. game to play. <laughs> no, it's, I, we could do this for three hours and I wouldn't run out of, of things to talk about information to, to discuss. But yeah, I, I think, uh, I think I'm probably Xander also. Ooh, team Xander. Uh, Greg, put a bow on the open championship at St. Andrews and tell us who's going to win it. Uh, Mark mentioned that it loves a high draw. I, I think it, the thing it likes the most is a, a miss to the left. And so for that reason, I actually, I favor faders at, at, at St. Andrews um, because you can start the ball left and there's not, there's no fear. There's no risk. Whereas if you're, when you're playing a draw in order to miss left, you got to overdraw it. And when players are at their very best, so we're talking about guys contending to win majors here, they're playing their very best. Their ball is, if they're hitting a draw, not going to draw enough before it draws too much and it's going to fade not enough before it fades too much. Jack Nicholas used to call that crossing the line. He would set goals. I don't want to cross the line more than in 86. I think he said six times for the whole week. And so for that reason, I look to faders at St. Andrews and Dustin Johnson comes to my mind. I, I feel he's due for another major. Um, it, he at St. Andrews in 2015, didn't he have a 36 hole record? Yeah, he shot 65-69. Torched it and then fell apart over the weekend, which was very T49. Yeah, very very disappointed. But I feel like Dustin will get um will get another crack at St. Andrews this year. Uh, many of the uh, reasons that Mark mentioned about how you can get on a run there with the driver, I feel DJ can there as well. And um Really, more than anything, I love where the way that DJ drives the ball. I think it's going to be a really good fit for the Open, especially at St. Andrews. But I, I can't leave Dustin Johnson off of my list. I only there's only four spots. So while I do think St. Andrews is a great venue for him, I just I know he's going to win one of these four. I feel that. I feel this. I felt this coming this year too. And so I, I can't leave him off the list. And I think. Uh, I think the opens are going to be a great shot for him. 
16 to 1 at Caesars if you're interested. There's only four slots. That's a great way to put this little exercise yeah, that, we, that we try to figure out here in December. We're going to get a little bit freakier. We'll do some uh, bonus predictions, maybe a bold take or two. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. All right, gentlemen, producer Jacob has given us a couple of bonus predictions. The first one, PGA Tour season money list winner. I think they give an award out for this. It's named after Arnold Palmer, in fact. Uh, And, uh, gentlemen, uh, we know that this does not include the tour championship bonuses so take that into consideration kp is there anybody who's going to be lying in their pockets in a big way come september i think victor hovland yeah it just it you know i i don't know that i totally trust him at majors quite yet he doesn't have a top 10 at a major yet that doesn't mean he he can't win one you know patrick reed won his first without uh, finishing in the top 10 previously. So that that obviously can happen. But I do trust him a lot at regular tour events. And, you know, we've talked about this. One of the best, if not the best, ball striker in the world. And, yeah, I think he's a... Yeah, I think he's among the five or six guys that can they can win that that uh, money list. He, play, he plays more than some of the top guys also. He does. That would be very fun if Victor could get it done. The average last couple of years, about seven, eight million or so, probably good enough to get it done. Uh, Greg, I went with Justin Thomas, and I feel like you think he's going to win back to back players. Is that <sighs> that would help? Listen, he yeah. has won the money title three out of the last five years, which is probably surprising to most people because he has what the one the one major in there and the and the players obviously, but uh, he just he piles cash. He absolutely piles cash. The year he didn't win it in the middle was the 19th season. I think that's the year he wrapped his club around a tree at Honda and missed a bunch of starts and kind of yeah ruined. I think his, you're right. Lost a lot of momentum. So like there, to, I I just low key think people don't realize how much money this guy makes. <laughs> he he he's there every year, and I'm again blown away when we talk Justin Thomas because there are so many. He he's this superstar that stands out to me because there are flaws in his game that are very clear. 
I mean, I saw it at the PNC Championship. You watch him putt, he's going to miss to the right. He does it constantly. <laughs> and he's Rick's, and, Rick's favorite thing. And, and he wins the money title. And he wins the players. And he wins and wins and wins. He's number six in the world. And it feels like it was a down year. It was a down year for him. So he he blows my mind. Um, I, I He's but got the dri- like driver issues, putter issues, and he's one of the best players in the world. But I think his like what happens to him it kind of actually shows up in his finishes. He hasn't he hasn't performed as well as you would think at the majors and I think the majors exacerbate those issues that you're talking about, right? So yeah. he can he's such a good ball striker that he can get away with some stuff at a BMW or a Northern Trust or even like a you know, Kapalua or whatever, but at at a at a Southern Hills or a Brookline like you 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 can't. And I think that's why his major record sometimes doesn't match up with what you see uh, on, on his, his point to a resume. Greg, uh, who is going to make the most money this year? I am going to say Colin Morikawa. And the reason is I think he's going to win the players. And I, I think that's kind of a fast track to yeah. winning the money title because you went to what 3.6. So I'm I'm gonna say Morikawa wins the players. Morikawa wins the money title. All right, we are uh, up against it here a bit, so we're gonna go pretty quickly. Here's a fun one: Tiger's first major back. KP, I think you and I are probably on the same page on this one. What do you think it's gonna be? Old course, 150th Open. I want to be there. It, it it makes too much sense for it being further than you know further in time uh than augusta national obviously uh, an easier walk one of the better open championship setups for him i think kp you had mentioned he's going to get the masters forever right he's, he's going to yep. get that there's no reason to rush back for that probably the last crack at the old course greg any thoughts on this little uh fun one here tiger's first major back the masters oh this year's i i i i think that's i, I mean I think, the more I see him, the more I think it, it probably will be against That's what I think too. It, it doesn't he you've you've said it, Kyle. He he was uh hoodwinking us, it feels. <laughs> I think I, I can the, guarantee I the wall pulled over my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can say I mean, it's not gonna be a US open. <laughs> did you watch him play? Did you watch him sway? I mean he's hey, the thing he's gotta overcome is the walk-in. Uh I, I, it's just hard for me to envision this this addiction with the game that he has, this addiction with getting better, the addiction with not taking a day off. I, from here until he will make much faster progress than anybody else. And he's doing it again already, right in front of our eyes. He's proving us wrong. And so I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say the Masters. I hope he shows up at uh, like Sony. He's like, what's up, guys? <laughs> ready to go. He's like, yeah, it's a flat course, too. I'm ready. I'm in- <laughs> Can you not uh, put me in Kevin Na's group? I'll play with uh, whoever else you want. You want uh, over, as we record this, over 200 days until uh, the Open Championship. So Tiger will uh, certainly have a little bit of time. All right, here we go. We're going straight to bold takes. I don't know if you guys have any. It's on the outline. I'll defer to our resident bold take maker kyle that's generally you my friend anything for 2022 that we can tweet out about how crazy you are oh gosh i have not thought about this question at all it's got to be bryson related uh i don't know do you have anything off the top of your head craig well it's kind of what we what i just said 
So I, I think this is a late add to the rundown. So I'll defend, it I'll was. defend myself in this way. Um, I'm going to say Tiger Woods plays the Masters. Okay. And I, I th- do you think that's bold enough? I, I think yeah. that's pretty bold. Yeah. I think it's pretty bold. Yeah. Yeah, thanks so I'm for, go with that. for just throwing this at us at the very end. Um, yeah, Tiger in the Masters, I think, is a good one. I think Bryson, like, not contending at any majors again for a second straight year. Well, I guess he sort of contended at Tory, but not really. three-hole leader. Yeah. He finished T25. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that would be mine. Like, he doesn't contend at a major again in – 2021 i the thing the thing that's so interesting about him i believe anything again like this time last year i said he'd win the masters by five and he goes out and shoots 73 in the first round and i and both are very believable and that's why he's so interesting to talk about and and so intriguing as as the year goes on there you go i don't have one if i do i'll tweet it out we'll figure (laughs) we'll figure something out um all right that'll do it for our major predictions bonus takes all that fun stuff uh big shout out to producer jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes that right there it's greg ducharme you can find him on twitter at the real gfd and kyle porter who you can find at kyle porter cbs you can find me at rick run good this has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.